And now when the saints go marching in. This is Jeff Young, the Catholic Foodie at CatholicFoodie.com, and you're listening to episode 58 of the Catholic Foodie, the Saints pregame show. Welcome to the Catholic Foodie, where food meets faith. We are so glad that you're here. Uh, today, oh my goodness, today we have a fantastic show. We, got, we also have a fantastic football game that's coming up in just a just a couple of hours here. The Saints are playing the Colts. No, they're not. <laughs> I'm Vikings. sorry, the Vikings. The Saints are playing the Vikings, and and I'm so glad my wife is here. <laughs> you know, the, I don't. I know no other football team. I know only the Saints. When it comes to professional football, that's the only one I know. So they, they're they're playing somebody, right? But we're going to talk about all kind of good stuff here today on the Catholic Foodie, the Catholic Foodie, where where food, food meets, meets faith. faith. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Isn't it great? Isn't it great? Guess who's with me today? Guess who is with me today? Hello, honey. Hey, honey. Aren't you excited? Aren't you excited? I am. Why? Uh, Because you made me. (laughs) We got lots of stuff going on today. What kind of stuff are you excited about? What's happening? Today's a big day. I know. We have a birthday girl. And we have, uh, it's right, we have a birthday girl. We have, we have a nine-year-old, Annabelle. Annabelle is turning, or turns, turns nine she years did, old she today. She turned nine already. That's right, nine years ago. Where were we nine years ago today? At the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> At the hospital, that's right. Yeah. That was uh, an exciting time, a very exciting time. That's my first daughter. Christopher's our, our, our first child. And, of course, Christopher, you know, he's a boy. Uh, and Annabelle was the first daughter. That's right. And then we have a baby daughter, too, Grace. So an exciting day. She's very happy uh, today. And uh, what was the present that we're going to be getting for her? Oh, we're getting tickets to, we're going to Wicked. Oh, we're going to see Wicked. It's a combo birthday for her and Grace, because Grace is in March. So that's what we're going to do. And what is Wicked about? I mean, I, it's I, I a. It's so, a big musical. They say the best. I know, but uh, most fun new musical about about, about like Elphaba, about Wizard of Oz. Right, what happens before Dorothy uh, showed up? It's that story based on a, a novel, and the music's fun. And I heard the show's just great, but we haven't seen it, so we're oh, gonna go cool. check it out. <clears throat> I can't wait. I think it'd be fun. I think we should probably go eat somewhere first. That sounds good. And it's in New Orleans, right? That's right. You think we can find any good? <laughs> you think? Uh, <laughs> uh, I just got to let you know that my, my, my very good friend, my very dear friend, my, my, my bosom buddy, Captain Jeff, Captain Jeff is in the chat room right now. And he states emphatically, as a matter of fact, that I am an idiot. That's right. He says to Char, your husband is an idiot. You know, I think there are times that my wife 
thinks the same way. Huh? Oh God, Jeff, this is we. <laughs> this is all right. Being we got now. He says he's just kidding. That's okay. He's just kidding. All right. Okay. Um, if, if I if I if I bl- if I blush uh, on UStream, folks, if I blush, you know why. Um, I can't help it because I'm an idiot. Uh, anyway, <laughs> anyway, anyway, um, the, the past few days, the past few days, what's been going on the past few days? Well, we had on Friday, the, you know, our kids last weekend, they were in a, a play. Matter of fact, that's why Char wasn't on the show because uh, she went to the last performance of the play. She had her mom and brother and their and um, um, the cousins, right? My, my brother-in-law's uh, children came in to see the play and... Uh, they went out to eat afterwards, so she was there at the performance with them, and um, I was doing the show all by my lonescoms. It was it was rough, but I managed to pull through. Saturday, yesterday, no, Friday, I didn't finish that thought. Friday night, we had the cast party for the kids, so we were at uh, one of the cast members' homes and just having a good time. The kids were running all over the place and just having a ball. That's right. Yeah. So and eating up your king cake. That's right. I made a king cake for the cast party, and it was was it okay? I think it was great. In fact, some other cake king cakes were there before yours, and these are from some of the most popular places. I won't name mm-hmm. names, but I will. No, no. Yeah, I am. No, I have to. No, I'm serious. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> no, really, I'm going to name a name. No, I have to. It's part of my whole story. I've got it. I've got Stop. To. Okay. Anyway, the point is, I'm gonna okay. What's the point? Something. Go ahead. The point is, when Jeff got there and he cut it up and they put it out, it just it was like everyone swooped in on it and it's huge. It was a ton of cake and it was gone within seconds. Mm-hmm. You know, and everyone was like, "This is the best, the best, the best." Uh huh. So it was a huge. Hit. Okay. And we have another one baking, so I, when it Ooh, when it dings, I'll go check it. That's right, because uh, I forgot to put the timer on earlier, but that's, you know, it's got to come out like, it's got to come out in time so it doesn't dry out. Okay, anyway, <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to tell you my competition without telling you my competition. Uh, those of you who have listened to the last few episodes of The Catholic Foodie know which king cake establishment is my favorite? Matter of fact, I have sent people there. Uh, we've had uh, at least a, a few orders that I know of, uh, people ordering from around the country, king cakes, having them shipped to them uh, uh, from this, this particular establishment. And they love it. And I'm very happy that I was able to drive business to them. And I think, matter of fact, I do think that they probably should uh, sponsor the Catholic Foodie, the podcast and the blog. Hint, hint, if anybody's out there listening. But... I have to say that um, I was extremely impressed that people stopped eating the king cakes from that establishment and started to devour mine when it came out. I was like, wow. Yeah. It's incredible. It's good. Yeah. So anyway, uh, enough about that. I just don't want to overcook the one that we have right now in uh, in the oven. So uh, Captain Jeff is sending out a reminder in the chat room, and I think it's a very important <laughs> reminder. He says, everybody, buy Catholic foodie stuff. T-shirts, mugs, hoodies, totes, aprons. Got to buy all that good stuff. And, uh, you know, that's that's important, you know. You got to show the world that you, too, are a Catholic foodie. I, th- I like that. I do like that. Um, and, and Mike, the mayor of SQPN, does remind us that the 
Catholic foodie mugs, coffee <laughs> mugs come in two sizes. So where do you have? Where do you go to get a Catholic foodie T-shirt, mug, tote bag, hoodie, whatever? You go to sqpngear.com. That's all one word now. Sqpngear.com. Um, I, I drink out of my coffee, uh, Catholic foodie coffee mug all the time, as does my wife. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh, you know, this show, matter of fact, this show is sponsored by sqpngear.com. So thank you very much, Captain Jeff, for, uh, for, for posting that and letting me have the opportunity to, uh, to remind everybody. sqpngear.com. Catholic foodie stuff. You too can be a Catholic foodie. <laughs> okay. Now, what are we supposed to be talking about? Because I, I have no notes. <clears throat> Actually, I do in a notebook somewhere. I just never, never put uh, put. I didn't put them in, inside in, in, on on my. What am I trying to say? I have a, a, a application on my MacBook Pro where I keep notes and stuff for myself, including show notes, and I had written. All my notes of what I want to talk about in this show for uh, in a notebook, and I usually put that stuff in to this particular application, Evernote, in case you're wondering. And I, I just I forgot. It's been a busy week, so uh, I think that's what we're talking about. Actually, we've been so busy. What 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 did we do yesterday, honey? Can you tell us? Share with uh, with us what why we were so busy yesterday. We were busy, but we weren't busy. We just weren't here. That's right. We were on retreat together. That's right. A silent retreat. And it was fantastic. It um, truly was a gift to be away. We weren't very far away, but without the children and um, completely uh, just in silence and soaking in God's presence. And uh, it was it was amazing how quickly I entered in and was able to um, be focused and not distracted. And I didn't have my mind wasn't distracted. And it was a beautiful day. Huh? It really was. So I got a lot out of it. I did too. I was really amazed. Um, you know, I have to be honest, as this was approaching, I, I didn't want to go. Um, oh, really? I, I didn't tell you that, did I? <laughs> But I had, I mean, I, I kind of, I did want to go, but I didn't want to go. This, just, I've got so much going on right now as far as work goes. Uh, I think I may have mentioned in the past. I'm trying to launch this new venture uh, called Mac and Media, and it's basically a um, uh, web design slash uh, Mac consulting uh, training, uh, uh, social media consulting type uh, business, and uh, trying to get that off the ground. And I had a, a, a um, the opportunity to. Um, to basically bid on a on a job and a big job at that, and so I've been so focused on trying to get that stuff together that, you know, I, I, you're in that mindset, right? You're kind of in the groove. You're working. You're busy, and I just didn't want to like change gears. And uh, anyway, so the the retreat comes up, and I went, and I am so glad that I did. I unplugged for the day, except for those, except for this one time. Uh, you know, Sister Julia, some of y'all know Sister Julia, uh, Darren Camp. She's a, a, a Pauline sister, a daughter of St. Paul, and she is stationed in New Orleans at the Book Center right there. And uh, she's on Facebook. 
Sister Julia rocks the house. She's one of the singing sisters. She's got uh, her own uh, web pay, um, YouTube uh, page, lots of videos. She does book reviews and all that. And of course, she's got all the uh, she's got all the uh, the what the, uh, the oh the music, the CDs and all that. So um, great, great, great nun, wonderful woman. I love her and. We always talk about going to the book center in Metairie and and being able to hang out, visit, and then also maybe go to eat somewhere because she is a foodie. She loves to cook, and we talk about food all the time. And uh, so we go. Yesterday we go to the book center for this retreat, and guess what? Sister Julia was in what, Boston? Yeah, she's She's, in Boston. She was in Boston. I I just couldn't couldn't believe it. I was, you know, bummer. So I had to, at some point, uh, pull out my iPhone and Facebook her. I had to, that's a verb now, by the way, to Facebook somebody. So I Facebooked her. I left a comment on her uh, her profile page, and I said, you know, um, I'm here, the book center. We're here uh, praying, and you're not here. <laughs> and I miss you. I wish we could have seen you. So anyway, um, Sister Julia is great, and uh, hopefully at some point she listens to this and hears all the good things I say about her. So... Uh, the retreat was fantastic. I can't tell you how much good I got out of this. I, I just maybe one day I will tell you, but today is not the day. You're scattered. I'm gonna go check the cake. You go check the cake, and we'll take a quick station identification break here, and uh, we'll resume the show uh, when you get back. And until then, I'll just entertain everybody. Hey, everybody, how you doing? You heard him? You could not ask for a more noble cause than that. Sonny, true love is the greatest thing in the world. Except for a nice MLT, mutton, lettuce, and tomato sandwich when the mutton is nice and lean and the tomatoes ripe. They're so perky. I love that. Hi, Jeff. It's Anne from the UK. A long time no speak. Um... Just because, just because. Anyway, my bit of feedback is that I tried to make gnocchi for the first time in my life, and it tasted yummy. Um, the recipe I got was from um, one of the TV cook programs, but it didn't give specific amounts. So um, I was surprised how easy it was. Uh, what you need is mashed potato, uh, flour, plain flour, and one egg yolk and I must admit I thoroughly enjoyed the the um the making of it it was quite uh, an excitement for me um but yeah and I haven't had any London pride recently neither but um I thought I'd give you some feedback um as I've not done many feedback for anyone um and it just makes it a little harder without uh um, a facility, you know, voice feedback. Most of them aren't on Skype. Anyway, I'm now waffling, so you can cut this second half down. And uh, yeah, God bless you. Love you. Love you, foodie. And uh, maybe one day you should do a podcast of you in your kitchen uh, mm. with your wonderful wife, Charlotte, wow. who I adore. You two are such wonderful, gorgeous couple. <laughs> 
you so exude Catholicism in such a family positive way. I wow. just love it. Wow. And when you're on together, you have this like sparkle in your eyes. And oh my goodness me, it's just so beautiful. Oh, wow. Anyway, um, that's my bit of feedback. So carry on. And Shah, please, can I continue to encourage when you can? Please come on. See, we all love you. And there's nothing to be shy about. Um, and I'm sure Jeff is working his wonders for you to become a regular uh, podcaster with him because that would be just so beautiful. Anyway, love you both. And I hope the kids did you proud in their um, theatrical exploits too because it sounded like you had a whale of a time bringing all your family together. Anyway, goodbye, God bless you, and keep cooking. Wow. 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 I don't I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. I'm just like wow. Very flattering. Very nice. Goodness gracious. Well, Anne, I You better be nicer to me. I'm already like almost infinitely nice to you. What do you mean? You know what I mean. Remember, I mean God shows his love to you through me, right? That's right. Yeah. Now, I don't know why he doesn't show his love to me through you. I just, you know, yeah. no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Anyway, and wow, I, I really don't know what to say. I mean, that's just uh, thank you so much. Thank you. That's pretty much, I think, all I could say. Um, as far as podcasting from my kitchen, I don't know if that'll ever happen. We'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll podcast from somebody's kitchen. <laughs> I'd like if if this is going to be like you know on UStream or I'd love to video some stuff. It's it's going to have to be in a nice kitchen. Well, you know? we'll see. I don't know without if our, our kitchen. Dog. I don't know if our kitchen. <laughs> right without the dogs. I don't know if our kitchen is like. Uh, um, if if it would be well, if it would be um, how do I say this? Uh, functional on video, if that makes sense. I don't know if it would just like come across you know in a, in a way that was. I mean, our our kitchen's kind of dark, you know, with all the wood and everything, as opposed to the kitchen oh, that gosh. we saw the other night that was, like, all bright and everything. I, anyway, there, there may be some logistical issues with that, but in somebody's kitchen, definitely. Hi, Jeff. This is uh, Daniel, the host of the Special Chronicles podcast at specialchronicles.tk. I uh, called, you, called in uh, earlier to leave voice feedback, and you said that, the audio file couldn't work, so now I'm, I'm trying you on uh, Skype to see if this will work. I made a few notes that I wanted to uh, tell you, and I'm trying to find it in my notebook uh, here. Um, I wanted to tell you that um, I have an oatmeal cookie recipe that I uh, make. It's from the um, it's from the uh, bottom of the uh, lid of the Quaker Oats box, and I I make it with uh, I I follow everything on the recipe except I I, I add uh, coconuts, nuts, and molasses in it, and wow. I just recently uh, started to add molasses into my um, oatmeal cookies, Ooh. and it actually tastes really good. That's great. Uh, so I, um, y- you and you listeners can uh, try that out sometime. It's uh, very tasty, and just want to let you know that I I really enjoy your podcast. Uh, I, I I get uh, some um, spiritual hunger from your Kathy Foodie podcast, and uh, hopefully you can um, 
understand this uh, this uh, uh, audio file. So I uh, look forward to uh, talking to you again soon and keep up the great work, Chef, and uh, God bless. Oh, God bless you too, Daniel. Thank you so much for calling in. Uh, this one came across, as you hear, it came across uh, uh, perfectly. Uh, Daniel did call. He called uh, before uh, th- this this particular one I played. He had called, and for some reason, it was like real staticky. You know, it didn't come through very well. So uh, Daniel and I had talked via email prior to this, and I, I shot him an email real quick and said, you know, thank you for for calling in, but I can't play it because it's just it's I could have barely hear any any of the uh, of the sound. So, thank you, Daniel, for taking the time to call a second time. I, I really do appreciate that, and I love how you add stuff to the recipe. You know, that's that's one of the wonderful things I mentioned this last week uh, that Marcel taught me. Marcel Bienvenu is that you know you make things the way you like them. I mean that, that's that's what you do, and recipes are great as guidelines. Uh, but don't feel like you are um, um, uh, caged in by a recipe. Yeah, do it the way you want to do it. And uh, your particular recipe sounds delicious. I and have I, that recipe. I've oh, saved you? the top of that um, that box, that box oh, just great. because uh, it's good. And I haven't, but I, I'll have to remember the extra ingredients. That's right. The add ons. Add on, add on what Daniel puts in it. And subs. Yep. Cool. Well, thanks again, Daniel. Appreciate that. I also received an email from uh, a good friend of mine, actually, who's way up north now. He's he's from New Orleans, from right down here. And uh, matter of fact, we went to Steubenville, Franciscan University of Steubenville together. That's where we met and got to be friends. And we have been friends uh, ever since. Uh, when he was still down here in New Orleans, uh, we used to get together all the time. Uh, matter of fact, I taught... Uh, my first job teaching, I, I taught with his wife, Shail. So uh, Mark and Shail Griswold, and Mark wrote in and said, uh, kudos on an amazing blog, great podcasts. Shail and I are fans. Uh, you'll be happy to know that we have been keeping our Louisiana traditions alive here in the Philly area. I made the most delicious homemade king cake you will ever taste. Uh, I can send you the recipe if you're interested. I made a big one for our high school youth group and received rave reviews. We're planning a party for our youth ministry leaders around Mardi Gras that will include shrimp po' boys, corn and crab bisque, jambalaya, and king cake. Blessings to you, Char, and the kids, and go Saints! <laughs> all our love, Mark. Oh, wow. First of all, can can I be invited to that uh, shrimp po' boy, corn, corn and crab bisque, jambalaya, and king cake party? I mean, that would be fun. Well, I am so glad you're keeping it up. You know, you're under obligation to keep up the Louisiana traditions up Absolutely. there. Share the love mm-hmm. with your youth group and all those northerners up there. But uh, I was thinking about them just yesterday mm-hmm. or Friday night because um, we were talking about Jazz Fest. And oh, I think, sadly, yeah. the last time we went to Jazz Fest was probably with Mark and Shy. I don't That's know right. if we've been since. I don't think so. But we keep saying this year we're going to go, this year we're going to go. we got to go this year. Okay. It's just we all have right. all these kids and, you know, it's just Kids one, and work and... All that kind of stuff, yeah. but it's sad. We never make it out. But uh, maybe we'll have to do that and toast y'all and eat some, uh, I don't know, crawfish bread. Crawfish bread, oh yeah. All the yum 
good stuff from Jazz Fest. Cool. All those good eats. I would love to. But anyway, we love you too, and we're so glad that um, to be in touch with y'all on a regular basis via Facebook. You're always inspiring me, Shail, mm-hmm. and Mark. Um, so, bon appetit and go Saints. That's right, go Saints. And uh, we, I received lots of feedback also on the Catholic Foodie website. Uh, if you go over to catholicfoodie.com, lots of comments on the various posts, uh, ones that deal with uh, the, the, uh, the episodes here of the podcast, but also uh, several uh, comments on other posts that I put up during the week, just different things. Uh, so you need to go check that out. There's lots of good discussion going on over there, catholicfoodie.com. As a Special Olympics Illinois athlete and global messenger, I share my Special Olympics message to show how everyone should respect those with an intellectual disability. Special Chronicles is a podcast where we talk about respecting those with intellectual disabilities and my Special Olympics message. You can check out my podcast at specialchronicles.tk to listen online or subscribe for free. And when it's done, you'll see. So come on, come on, and stand by. And I would like to encourage all the listeners of Catholic Foodie to go check out Daniel's podcast and his his uh, website. Uh, he's doing fantastic work, and uh, man, many kudos to him. He he's just doing a great, great job. And uh, go go over there and check him out. Good stuff. We have a birthday girl. Oh, we have a birthday girl. She's coming to visit. Uh, this is probably illegal. I know that there was a copyright issue, right? There was a copyright issue uh, with this particular song, but uh, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Annabelle. Happy birthday to you. I would have sang. It, it, I would have sung had there not been a microphone in my face. Right. But, yep. Well, Annabelle can tell us what she did, what we did for her birthday party on Friday. What did we do, baby? A tea party. Yeah. Where did we go? The English tea room. And who came with us? A bunch of friends. Mm-hmm. And what did we eat? Um. Sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Um, sweets. Mm-hmm. What kind of sweets? Do you remember? What about the strawberry? Uh, yeah, strawberries and chocolate. Mm-hmm. And what about the cake balls? We had a little chocolate cake balls and strawberry cake balls. Uh, mm-hmm. and you remember what the other things are called? The little round things? That you put the clotted cream and lemon curd on. What was that? Um, scones. scones. <laughs> yeah, scones. And what kind of tea did you drink? Chocolate chai. Yeah, wow. that was awesome. good, huh? Mm-hmm. Wow. So we had a very lovely day. It was a beautiful afternoon, and we went over with, um, it was six little girls and me, and we sat in the... Uh, Churchill room, huh? Mm-hmm. And everyone was dressed in their tea attire, tea time attire, and we had a good time celebrating this little girl's ninth birthday. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Huh? 
Uh-huh. So we've had a lot of celebrating these last few days. Yeah. Okay. yeah the, 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 the English Tea Room is a little... It's a little business, little restaurant uh, down in downtown Covington, and do you know anything else about it? I've never been there, but it's really. I hear lovely. it's great. I get lots of lots of people tell me how awesome, it's awesome wonderful. it is. Wonderful, yeah. Very authentic English tea. Absolutely. Yeah. So very cool. The owners from Liverpool. Liverpool. Wow. Well, cool. Well, you know, I want to share something else, and Annabelle's right here, so that's pretty cool. She gets to see this. I don't know if I showed her this uh, the other day, but I came home on, uh, was it Thursday? I guess it was Thursday. I came home, I checked the mail, and there was a box in the mailbox, a box in the mailbox. And I was so uh, blown away. I actually communicated via email with... Uh, a special listener of the Catholic Foodie, a special listener of the Catholic Foodie. And um, uh, I, I, unfortunately, uh, we had talked, I think, in December, and he had sent me an email then, but I, I've, it's a long story. Long story short is I, I uh, switched my, um, my email, the way I do my email services. When I got my iPhone, I wanted to switch it over to where I was doing an IMAP thing instead of a... Pop. Too, much anyway, too much information. Bottom line is, somehow or <laughs> another, I lost uh, some emails. And, you know, a lot of them were like feedback, things like that. I, I just lost them. Uh, I ended up finding them eventually, but they were, uh, they were on my, my Gmail account online. Anyway, long story short, oh, right? Shush. So, anyway, I apologize that I, I, I had lost that, but I got this incredible package in the mail, and I, it, once, once again, it's a special listener. If you're on Ustream, you can see this particular card. I'm holding up the envelope. A card came in the, the package, and I'm going to read the card first, and then I will show, uh, show you what was in the package. First of all, it's a beautiful Christmas card. Beautiful Christmas card you got right there. You have the uh, the wise men and the shepherds adoring the child Jesus, the babe, the baby Jesus. And uh, it says in here, it says, May the light of God's love illuminate your Christmas and live forever in your heart with prayers for a blessed holiday. And then, if you can see this on Ustream, check that out. Fantastic. Even has some artwork here, some great artwork, by the way. Uh, you know, one of my favorite things in the whole world is pizza. And there is a slice of pizza drawn right here. It's fantastic. It says, Dear Catholic Foodie, I enjoy your podcast and I listen to it every night. Keep up the good work. Jordan Siriani. Well, Jordan, thank you so much. You made not only my day and not only my week, but like my month. I mean, this was just fantastic. And I was blown away. I, I, Char wasn't home at the time, so I I had to go out to a meeting. I left the package right there on uh, on the, uh, her, her chair by her desk in the computer where I knew she'd see it. And uh, matter of fact, you know, I, I, it was a rough day. Thursday was a rough day for me. I was getting ready to go do this, uh, this, this presentation to present this proposal that I talked about earlier. And um, I needed a boost. I really needed a boost. And Jordan, you provided that i i was uh i was blown away and very humbled so thank you so much jordan for uh the, the wonderful card and also these these great little gifts that you put in that box first of all we have and you guys know several episodes back we did two not one but two episodes on coffee 
And look at what Jordan sent. <laughs> Mystic Monk Coffee. I think I mentioned on the episodes that we did before that I'd never tried Mystic Monk. And uh, and here we are. Jordan sent me some Mystic Monk. Isn't that great? That's awesome. I love that. Uh, a monk meditates on the law of the Lord day and night within his hidden cloister. And, uh, man, this is so funny because on the sides of the package it says, uh, you know, monks are perfectionists. And then on the other side, it says, you know, this is basically it says this is the perfect brew. <laughs> so uh, I am so excited about this. I haven't tried it yet. I wanted to not open the package. I want to save it for today's episode so I can show you um, what Jordan said. I mean, this is just Which great. Which blend is it, sweetie? Oh, this is the, let's see, what blend is this? Um, I saw it the other day. Where is it on the package? I think it's like their standard Oh, here it is. It's the Mystic Monk Blend. The Mystic Monk Blends. I'm, I am so, so excited. excited. So excited. And when it comes time to brew in this coffee, guess what I'm going to drink it in? The Mystic Monk Coffee Mug that Jordan sent too. Look at that. Is that not cool? That is so awesome. Merry Christmas. That is so cool. Jordan, I can't thank you enough. I am just so impressed by the fact that uh, that you listen to the podcast, first of all. And foremost, foremost, that is one of the things that just blows me away. You're 11 years old and you listen to The Catholic Foodie. I'm so excited. It shows. I mean, as you grow up, I know you're a, a, a foodie. You're going to wind up uh, getting into cooking and all that good stuff. And you're going to have to let me know uh, the adventures you have in the kitchen. And, uh, and thank you also for the wonderful gifts. I really appreciate that. I need two salmon, three salad compasses, and a free fillet. two salmon. Free fillet, working. I need plates. Well, I'm very happy. The other day, I had the opportunity to uh, to visit with online to visit with uh, Manny Ojello, who is a uh, a chef. He's the executive sous chef at uh, Jolie's Louisiana Bistro in Lafayette, Louisiana. And uh, you know, I came across Manny uh, through Twitter, and he has a blog. In addition to be a in addition to being a chef, he's a blogger. Came across his blog, and he had an excellent, excellent, excellent post called The Revival of the Home Cook, and I was so excited about that. I shared some of that with you last weekend, uh, last episode, and uh, I contacted Manny and I said, hey, is there any way I can get you to have a conversation with me for the show? I'd love to have you on the show. And uh, he said, absolutely. So I guess it was Wednesday night. We uh, we got together and had a little conversation. I want to play that for you right now. This is Manny Ojello. Uh, executive sous chef of Jolie's Louisiana Bistro. Well, I am so excited uh, today. We have a fantastic guest on the show. <laughs> I'm just tickled about this. Uh, Manny Ojello, and he is a chef. He's the executive sous chef at Jolie's Louisiana Bistro. And uh, I met Manny on Twitter. Actually, it's it's kind of funny. You know, Twitter is a uh, it's a great thing. It really is. And it brings people together. It connects people. And I'm very happy that it led me. Twitter is what led me to 
Manny's blog, and I am so impressed with his blog. And uh, you can find it at MannyOjello.com, and uh, I'm going to spell his last name for you. It's A-U-G-E-L-L-O. And uh, in case you didn't know, that's Italian. So <laughs> MannyOjello.com. You need to check that out. He has got some uh, fantastic stuff going on over there, and I really wanted to talk to Manny about this one post in particular and get his insights as a chef, as a professional chef. So uh, I want to welcome Manny. Manny, welcome to the show. Hello, Jeff. Thank you for having me. Uh, so tell me, I, mean, I, I gave a very brief introduction of you. Uh, would you mind telling us just a little bit about who you are, where you're from, what, what, what do you do, and uh, that kind of sure. basic information? Absolutely. Well, uh, I was born in Palermo, Sicily, uh, to very silly parents, I might add. Uh, we moved to the U.S. when I was eight years old. Uh, therefore, although I was born there, I mainly you could say I grew up here. We settled on the North Shore, um, mainly around Hammond. Uh, I met my wife, Abigail, a Cajun country native, while in high school, and we now live in Lafayette, which has very much become our home. Uh, I am currently the executive sous chef at Jolie's Louisiana Bistro in Lafayette, um, and here we are. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, so you were over in my neck of the woods then, huh? You 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 were in uh, Hammond? I lived in Slidell for a little while. Um, also, Hammond is currently where my mother lives. And uh, so I'm up there quite a bit. Oh, cool. Well, we'll have to hook up one day and go have lunch. That'd be fun. Definitely. That would be a great time. Uh, well, anyway, I wanted to talk to you today because uh, you have – I mean, not only are you a chef, so I envy you, first of all. <laughs> I'm just a lowly – I'm just a lowly home cook, but you are a chef, so I envy you, first of all. Secondly, uh, you have a blog, and I am, of course, as a podcaster and a blogger, I am uh, so amazed by social media, and that would include blogs and podcasts and Twitter and Facebook and all these wonderful tools that uh, Pope Benedict actually, uh, recently, Pope Benedict XVI, had referred to as the digital continent. Right. This is like a whole new landscape for society, and uh, it's a place where we need to be and we need to connect. And so you have this blog, and it is called the, – the title of it is Hunt to Table, and I'm, I just I, – I love it. I found that through, uh, through one of your posts on Twitter, and I'm so excited about it. Would you tell us just, just a bit about the concept? What, what are you trying to do here on your blog, Hunt to Table? Sure. Well, um, first, I came to blogging for mainly two reasons. Uh, first, out of boredom, I'm constantly always looking for the next challenge in my profession, something to keep me on my toes, and I felt that blogging uh, would be a really good hobby. Um, and I really fell in love with it. Uh, secondly, I felt that people outside of the industry have, uh, I guess you could say, the wrong perception about chefs in general and the work that we do. I wanted people to know that we do this because we honestly believe on the in, in the product that we produce, and hunt to table is about that product. Um, it's not about the chef, um, but instead it's about what allows the chef to do what he does. It's about the ingredient, and more specifically about finding really good ingredients and treating them with respect and making something special out of them. Wow, I mean that that's uh, that is. Uh... 
I mean, it's amazing to me because, you know, as, as, a, as a home cook, you know, I do. I probably have a, a skewed perception of a chef. And I apologize for that, by the way. <laughs> but uh, everybody does. <laughs> <laughs> but what I can, what I, what I see, I mean, I, I, first of all, I can, I look at a, a chef's life, and to me, it seems like it's very uh, grueling. It's got to be very um, uh, kind of a, a tough thing, right? I mean, you, you got to perform at top notch all the time. I mean, I, I do have some restaurant experience. I was a bartender, which is not, you know, a ton of. It's not kitchen experience, but. I was a bartender. I was hospitality, um, a waiter, and so I've I've been in a restaurant. I know how hectic it can be in a restaurant, which is um, yeah, I mean it's kind of tense. Uh, but I'm just in awe. I am in absolute awe that in that kind of an environment that you can produce a dish that is so good. That is that is Correct. not. And- Go ahead. It is it's such a demanding profession that uh, and it does require so much out of you um, that it's, uh, how can I say this, sometimes you kind of have to balance between being, and I hate to use the word artist because it's not, it's not a form of art, it's more of a craft, um, we like to refer to it, um, but you do have to kind of balance the two out between the, the hard hours and the long hours and producing something that is really good. Yes. I mean, I mean, you know, when when you have a, a restaurant full of people, and this is the thing that kind of gets me, you have a restaurant full of people and uh, they order, you know, from a, from a, 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 a menu, it's a, it's a, a limited number of items and you have to be able to produce a dish that goes out to the table that is presentable and not only presentable, but that is like top quality. You know, without reducing it to being like McDonald's, you know, McDonald's serves billions of people or whatever, uh, and, and it and it's all, in my humble opinion, and I hope I don't get sued by talking, you know, about about McDonald's <laughs> this way, but it's it's garbage. But anyway, uh, you know, they they mass produce stuff, but in a restaurant, in a busy time, lunch, dinner, you have so many people in the restaurant, they're ordering food, it just blows my mind that you're able to produce something that is beautiful. That is delicious. That is high quality, real food. I mean, it's it's wonderful. So, I, kudos to you for being able to do that. That's fantastic. Well, thank you. Um, so, anyway, uh, back to your your blog, real quick. You know, you talk a lot about in your uh, your concept page. You have a, a page there, which I highly encourage anyone listening to go check this out. Once again, it's Manny Ojello. Okay, a u g e l l o dot com. He has a concept page uh, where he talks about just his thoughts on food. I, I, I love it. It's so down to earth. It's so real, and and it's and it's it's for me, right? It's for me. I'm not a chef. It is for me, and I really really like that. Uh, but he talks over and over again about the ingredient and how important the ingredient is. And really, Manny, am I, am I right? In saying that it's kind of like a respect, in a sense, for the ingredient? Correct. Absolutely. It's about not uh, turning it. It's about really uh, not manipulating the ingredient. And, and by manipulation, I mean by, in terms of deception, not deceiving the ingredient and turning it into something that it's not meant to be. It's about keeping it uh, true to form, um, respecting it the way Mother Nature intended it to be. Right, right. Man, that is 
<laughs> I like to hear that. And my wife's going to be excited to hear that too. She is, uh, she is big on that. Don't, you know, just keep things simple. Keep them what they are because they're beautiful in their own right. You know, why do you have to go change it? So uh, that, that is, that is, oh, oh, wonderful. Uh, now, Manny, one of the things that really sparked my curiosity in, in, in trying to get to know you was a blog post that you recently put up on the blog uh, called Revival of the Home Cook. Um, wow. <laughs> it, it started me thinking. I've been thinking so much the last few days just because of that one post, but I don't want to impose my thoughts. I really would like to hear from you. Could you explain to us, and probably for, for many of us who haven't yet read that post, what exactly are you uh, are you thinking here, this this revival of the home cook? Of course. Well, um, as the idea of the blog, the Hunted Table, evolved, I began to rethink what the purpose behind using good, wholesome ingredients really meant. Uh, I was actually inspired by watching people shop, believe it or not, uh, watching their habits, watching their choices, and that is when I came to the realization that the true home cook is becoming a thing of the past. It's, it hasn't already. Uh, people buy pre-made, just warm, just warm and serve meals, which are not that good for you to begin with, as opposed to spending time in the kitchen. Um, so from that realization, I conceived the thought the philosophy of the revival of the home cook. Uh, in the family that I grew up in, we made everything from scratch. The belief was that if it could be bought at the store, it could be made at home and better. Uh, today, it seems that the days have gone short on us, so to speak, and we simply don't have or don't take the time to learn and produce artisan ingredients as we once did. Um, the home cook, the one that made his or her own bread, uh, their preserves, um, the one that sourced out the best of food for the family is gotten out, replaced by the one that warms out of the box meals and calls for delivery. Um, I remember growing up, we valued greatly the meals at home, uh, watching the transformation of simple ingredients into meals that served as nourishment, both for the mind, the body, and physically. Um, I am perfectly aware that not everyone has the luxury to find good raw ingredients, nor the time to cook, and I refuse to be the one that judges or looks down on people for that. Uh, that's people's lifestyle, and obviously it works for you. Um, I am instead really posing a challenge with the whole um, revival of the home-cooked philosophy, and the challenge is to slow it down a bit, spend time in the kitchen, come in contact with the ingredient learn why and how things work, and watch the magic, the transformation that happens when heat and passion is applied. Ooh, I love it. <laughs> love it. Oh, that's fantastic. And, you know, you use an example in the blog post, uh, gumbo, which I, mean, I love. I've got uh, recipes on my blog uh, about gumbo. I talk about it on the show. I, I've got a tradition. I do this after every uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas. You know, I make my my famous gumbos and uh, using turkey. You know, turkey and andouille. Right, you and, the leftovers, right? Uh, that's right. That's right. Well, we we buy a bigger bird so that we can have leftovers. You know, <laughs> uh, to make the gumbo. But anyway. Um, you you talk there about being in the grocery and going down the produce section, and you know you're thinking, okay, I'm gonna do gumbo, and okay, okay, we got onion, we got bell pepper, you know, we got whatever, and then all of a sudden you see this jarred 
Rue. And you're like, huh. Or it could be, not the, not, not the Rue, I'm misreading this. It, it, it's, it's the uh, the onion and the yeah, bell, bell pepper, pepper already, right. already uh, diced for you. And you start to grab for that, you know. I, 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 I wouldn't do that. I can understand someone, like you said, I can understand somebody doing that because it saves time. And, and that's the, the issue, I think. You know, I, I encourage families over and over and over again on this show, on the blog, and in person, anytime I can, families to eat together. Because when families eat together, the, 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 the sociological studies have shown that it builds family bonds and those families stick together. And so I encourage this constantly, but what I have seen time and again, people writing in to me or calling in and they say, you know, Jeff, I, I agree. I think that's wonderful, but I can't do that. I, I, I work two jobs, three jobs. I've got, you know, this many kids and, and it's just, it's just impossible, you know, but I still, I say, you know, if you can't do it every day, you know, at least do it like once a week, if you can't cook which I, I absolutely love and encourage. But if you can't cook, get something out, you know, and, and, and eat together. But it, it's just so important. It's a time issue. So I can understand someone saying, okay, I'm going I'm to reach for the, the pre-chopped uh, onions and, and, and bell pepper. Well, you got to have the Holy Trinity, right? So it's the onions, the bell pepper, and the celery. So <laughs> uh, I can understand that. But goodness gracious, there is such a joy that I get from chopping those things myself. Right. And I mean, once you actually apply uh, that time to it, to chopping, you actually, a task that simple turns into, once again, respect for the ingredient and you appreciate it. So whenever you're making that gumbo, whenever you're selling, whenever you are serving it, you appreciate it a lot more. That's right. And you know, I mentioned the the uh, the jarred roux earlier, and c- kind of by accident, I guess I was thinking about that. Uh, I I'd never buy that. I, I love making roux. I love making roux. You know, it's about a, a one to two beer roux. You know, I can open mm-hmm. a beer and sit there, and <laughs> and I think Marcel Absolutely. Marcel Bienvenue said her mom. I think it was Marcel said her mom. You know. When she was making a roux, she'd pour herself a cocktail or two and sit down on a stool at the stove and go ahead and make the roux. You know, that's how lo- she knew how long to make the roux by how it looks, but also by how long it takes her to drink her cocktail. So anyway, uh, <laughs> I think right. that's pretty- and, then, and then it's all about stretching the flame, whether you want to drink two cocktails or three. That's right. <laughs> that's right. That's so funny. But, uh, you know, I, I, I make my own roux and I love it. It's the whole process, it's it's. It's fascinating to me, and you know I've got burns on both my hands and my feet, believe it or not, from uh, from making roux. Uh, I was wearing sandals one day when I was making a roux, and that's a mistake. Don't ever do that. <laughs> so, but I love it. I love my battle wounds. I love it all. It's part of the process, and I. I just can't, I, I don't know, I have this real joy of cooking, this love of cooking, and I, I wish everybody did. But I know everybody can't do that. But what you are advocating here with the return or the revival of the home cook is a respect for the ingredients. And I would imagine a a, 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 um, a, a respect for the uh, craft 
of cooking, but cooking right. at home. Right. Absolutely. Well, before I let you go, because we are running short on time, before I let you go, I have to ask you this. I, I've I asked Marcel this. I've asked other guys and gals that I have talked to who are uh, professional cooks or chefs this same question. If I love cooking, I love to cook at home, what kind of uh, advice as a professional could you, could you give me for – how to improve, I guess, the craft of cooking, the cooking at home? Uh, sure. Um, I'm a real, uh, sometimes I'm a real food geek, I guess you could say. Uh, so I would definitely advise you to study the science behind what you're doing, not only how it works, but why it works in that way. Because the more educated you are about something, the more you appreciate it, uh, which in return comes full circle. And you appreciate the craft, the profession, and understand what it takes to make it happen. Right. You, you know, it's it's uh, a, a question just popped in my head here. Uh, when I talked to Marcel this summer, uh, she we talked a lot about cookbooks because she, of course, has written so many uh, and, and 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 recipes and how you know a lot of times she said, and I don't want to offend anybody, but <laughs> she said that a lot of times chefs are terrible at writing recipes down because you, you just know what you're doing and you don't even think about it. You know, you just, you make a dish and, 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 and it's done, you know, and, and it's kind of hard sometimes, I guess, to, to think through, okay, what exactly did I do or, or whatever. But, um, um, as far as cookbooks go and, and Marcel gave me a real understanding of how to be free to cook and to cook in a way that I enjoy and not to be bound by a recipe. But having, having said that, are there any particular cookbooks that you would recommend for me? Uh, sure. Um, I love British cuisine. Uh, so one of my favorite cookbooks is Fergus uh, Anderson's The Whole Beast. Oh, wow. Wow. And it goes to um, awful cooking organs and all the little nasty bits, I guess you could call it, all the uh, little cuts <laughs> and pieces that most people kind of brush off to the side. Uh, oh, it's really interesting. Oh, wow. That's really cool. Yeah, you know, I had a um, a, 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 a lady who, who came on the show just a few weeks ago who loves to cook and her kids are, you know, really getting into cooking and she's got five boys and all that. You know, she told me the other day that she would teach me how to make bacon. Have you ever done that bacon, like from sure. port from Port uh, Belly? From uh, the Port Belly, of course. Yeah, I, I just it blows my mind. And she says, "Oh, I'll, I'll I'll walk you through it. Just go get you a pork belly, and I'll walk you through it." I'm like, "Oh my goodness, this is great." <laughs> That's something that the most important ingredient is patience. Oh, I can imagine. Golly, so I'm gonna put my uh, my 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 bacon future in her hands and hopefully uh, she will guide me in the right way so well manny thank you so much for coming and, and, and talking with me today i'm i'm so happy that we have connected on on twitter that i found your blog and all the wonderful things that you write about and that we had the opportunity to actually talk tonight i'm, I'm just so excited about that well absolutely just thank you very much for having me once again all right well our uh, our prayers are with you as you continue your work in the kitchen, and uh, and God bless. Thank you.
Well, it was so good to have Manny on the show. Um, I, 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 you know what? what, what <laughs> I'm almost tempted just to go out to Lafayette and uh, and go out to eat there at Jolie's Louisiana Bistro. Uh, I'm more than tempted. Tempted. I would love to do that. Or to get a hold of him before he comes out to Hammond to visit his mom and say, hey, let's get together and go do lunch or or something, you know. Uh, great guy, Manny. And I really do. I encourage you to check out his website, MannyOgello.com. And Ogello, once again, for those of us who are not Italian, is A-U-G-E-L-L-O. Here's a way you can be creative on a daily basis. Well, how else in your life can you actually create new things every day? And you have to eat. This mm-hmm. is the thing we all agree on. If you're going to eat three times a day to the day that you die, why not be good at it? Well, we have come to the end of the show. I want to thank you very much for being here with us on The Catholic Foodie, where food meets faith. And uh, once again, I want to encourage you to check out our sponsor tonight, the SQPN Gear Store at sqpngear.com, where you will find lots of very cool, very, very cool, I mean, so cool, it's going to set you apart from all your friends and your family. I mean, cool, cool, Catholic foodie gear. We're talking T-shirts, we're talking tote bags, hoodies, coffee mugs, and of course, I love the coffee mugs, right? Uh, all this good, good stuff. That T-shirts now, you got your regular traditional T-shirts, you got ladies' cut T-shirts, which are, yeah, that's kind of fancy stuff. Uh, you got all that good stuff, and uh, and it and it's just it's just cool. You know, you can show the world that you are a Catholic foodie. Go over to SQPN Gear, right? G E A R SQPN Gear dot com and check that out. And I want to thank Captain Jeff. I want to thank Captain Jeff for that. He is the mastermind behind Catholic, or the um, mastermind behind a lot of things, actually. <laughs> uh, but the SQPN Gear Store. That is Captain Jeff, and he does a fantastic job. Go check that out. I also want to say that, you know, I had lots of things planned for this episode. I wanted to get to that Matt Gourmet uh, review. That did not happen. We just didn't have enough time. Uh, Char and I were too busy chatting earlier. And I wanted to go into more detail with a blog post I talked about last week. One of them Inga had sent to me, and I was so excited about that. Uh, Once again, something I'm going to have to put off till next week. Uh, Don't forget to check out the SQPN Giving Campaign. Uh, still going on over there at sqpn.com slash donate. Uh, SQPN is a fantastic, fantastic network uh, doing wonderful Catholic work here on the digital continent. We need to support that work and ensure that it continues to happen this year and in coming years. So please consider making a donation of any size uh, there at, at sqpn.com slash donate. And until next time... Bon appetit. You want to help me do that, Annabelle? Let me turn on your mic. You can help me do that, okay? And until next time, bon appetit. Or as Julia says, and the French say, bon appetit. I'm Julia Child. Bon appetit. Bon appetit. Bon appetit. Bon appetit.
SQPN, leading the way in Catholic new media.